Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 73 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today's a super special one. It's actually the last episode of the year. I started this beginning of the year, and we have just, I am blown away by what it has become. We're nearing 50,000 listens and downloads. Uh, Could not be more stoked on where this is going. Uh, And today, it's very fitting, we've got the newest member of PDF. His name is Chuba. He's a little genius. He's a young guy. Uh, and today we're going to be sitting down and talking about reinforcement learning and how it can be applied to trading. Uh, this is a little bit over my head. I'm just going to preface this episode with that, but I'm excited to get into it. Now, before we do, just want to take care of one quick thing. As you guys know, Roundly X is sponsoring the podcast. Extremely grateful for them. If you haven't created an account, I highly suggest you do it today. Uh, start this new year off right. What they do is they allow you to link your credit and debit cards and they round up each one of your purchases. So say you you buy something for $1.50, they'll round it up to $2 and they'll take that $0.50 cents and they'll invest it into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency of your choosing. I've been preaching them super hard. If you haven't done it already, you need to do it. Uh, it really takes the stress out of investing. It's kind of like the acorns of crypto, if you know what acorns is. Uh, so head over to their website. There will be a link in the description below. Create an account today. Start rounding up your purchases and dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Now let's get into the episode. So Chuba, before we really get into it, can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself? Uh, what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies, and then also let us know if you're uh, an investor as well as a trader. I always like to ask my guests that, uh, my trader guests at least, um, to see where their head's at kind of in the market. Um, Sure. So I'm a third year college student right now. I'm in a, like a biology program and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be going on to med school next year. But um, from the crypto side of things, um, I am a trader, not so much an investor. Uh, I do invest, but not really in cryptocurrencies for the long haul. Um, I wasn't always um, into trading. I kind of got into it on my 18th birthday. Um, I kind of thought that markets were efficient up until then. Didn't have any reason to like get into trading. But uh, that was like right around the big crypto boom in 2017. Uh, I was like, fuck it, we'll buy some ETH. And there we go. That's where it all started. So you're a young guy. Um, was the crypto market your first market that you started trading in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, there we go. Um, have you since branched off to traditional markets or is your primary focus cryptocurrencies? Um, I've looked into doing stuff with more traditional markets, but I kind of decided to stick around with cryptocurrencies because I edge to be exploited here. There um, we go. Yeah, less competition from that kind of perspective. Yeah, man, all, all the great traders I talk to are like, dude, crypto is just so much easier. You know, it's a new market. People are very inexperienced, sorry, I should say. 
um, and a lot of traditional guys haven't made that move over. Uh, so there's still a lot of edge and alpha uh, to be found. So exactly. you're, I don't know if my audience knows this, but you were recently just asked to join PDF. You're their newest member. And uh, yeah. I'm extremely excited to have you on. You guys are all super wicked smart and uh, you're killing the trading game. So before we really get into it, can you just give us like a high level overview of your trading strategy? Sure. So I started out um, kind of learning about all the basics, support resistance and whatever. Um, and really quickly, I found kind of this macro way to look at the market called Wyckoff theory. And for about two years, I spent a lot of time trying to develop an edge through that kind of perspective. And um, for, I guess, your listeners who don't know too much about the Wyckoff theory, the kind of principle is distinguished between accumulation and distribution. You're trying to figure out what these large players are doing and, you know, get on side. Um, you know, it takes advantage of basic support resistance and like volume profiling. And you kind of want to try to identify springs and upthrusts and stuff like that. And, you know, that was kind of my introduction to discretionary trading. Um, but about a, a year ago, yeah, around this time last December, I tried not so much for the sake of algo trading, but because I wanted to quantify some of the setups that I've been trading. Um, there was one in particular called like a Bollinger Band double bottom or MTOP. And kind of quickly I realized you can't just write these into rules that translate from the way you see it to a... Uh, to this way that basically the computer can execute and you end up overfitting and having to write in too many little rules to get it to work the way you want to. So, you know, right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is not how I want to spend my time. And uh, I came across like reinforcement learning just because it was a hot topic with open AI at the time. And I was like, hmm, maybe this could be something interesting. And that's kind of been the edge that I've been developing since then. Got it. Man, how do you find time for this? Because you're going to school. You said you're a third year student. Uh, yeah. And you're just, you just got into the market. What, what's it like two and a half years ago, two years ago. Um, how do you find the time for this, man? Uh, eat, sleep, study, code, repeat. I don't know. Like, it's just what I do. There we go. Right on. Uh, so you mentioned uh, this reinforcement learning. Uh, very different than what you're learning in school with regards to, you know, bio, right? Uh, so yeah. how'd you, how'd you start learning about this? Can you explain what it is and how it applies to trading and how you kind of implemented it into your trading strategy? Because this, this is, you know, a little bit over my head. I don't really know anything about reinforcement learning. So can you just start there and then kind of walk us through how it applies to trading? Sure. So the way you want to look at it is we're trying to teach computers to basically learn in the same way that like a human or an animal is going to learn. So like, let's take an example of like a dog. This reinforcement learning paradigm is basically like an observation action reward loop. And we can kind of make an analogy to like a dog learning to say like fetch or sit, right? So it's going to observe the environment around it. And this is going to be like continuous with a dog, right? It's always existing. Um, but it, you know, eventually it'll hear a cue, whatever, you'll say sit, you'll say fetch. And, you know, the first couple of times it's not going to respond, but eventually it'll do the right thing just by accident or whatever. And, and it'll start to associate this kind of verbal cue with the treat as long as it does the right. And so that's kind of 
this kind of paradigm we're working with here in reinforcement learning is an action reward loop and trying to basically play a game a bunch of times over and over again until you get really good at it. Got it. So now can you kind of walk us through how that works with regards to trading? Like, can you give us some specific examples? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, there's this observation, reward, and action that you're working with. So, you know, the observation is, um, it's going to be whatever kind of data you want to learn from, right? So usually this is going to take the form of like, um, prices are generally not a great input because, you know, it doesn't matter if price is a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars, you care about like the return. So generally we'll work with like log returns or something, but you know, that's the observation side of things. So it's going to basically work through a bunch of these historical data points and you can reward it with like PNL, for example. Uh, and the action that would lead to that would be either like a long, short or flat, which you could just represent with like a zero, one or two. So this is, this is all pretty new to me. Um, can you walk us through like a specific, specific example that you have gone through yourself? Uh, with yeah. regards to like Bitcoin or something like that. So when I first started the Bitcoin historical returns into the basically an agent that would learn to trade like in this environment. So you structure a problem and then you plug it in to be solved. Um, but there's a whole bunch of problems you run into. The main one being you don't have a lot of data because Bitcoin's only been around for like 10 years. And the lower time frame you go, the more noise it is. So the harder it is to learn. So what we kind of started doing is generating our own data to learn from. So this can look like, you know, different types of data, like for example, random walks, which we can simulate with just like noise and a little bit of drift. So we can simulate time series that look like Bitcoin. And, you know, a, a random walk is not a great example because there's not really much to learn from, but we could use something which uh, I'll, I'll drop a little technical term. It's called fractional Brownian motion. And what's really cool about this type of data is that you can actually tell it to be mean reverting or trending. And so now when you plug it in, you can actually teach the computer to trade a process that either mean reverts or trends. And in the case of Bitcoin, we want it to be able to trade trending. Uh, I think for my audience, a lot of them are just getting their feet wet. Um, so I, I'm just trying to trying to figure out how we can help my audience because this is kind of the, the point of the show is like, you know, bring somebody on, teach them their expertise uh, or have them teach their expertise and have my audience kind of take something away from it. Uh, right. So, you know, where where can people get started learning about this, I guess, would be my first question. Like, how, how did you start learning about this? You're a bio major. What, what were the steps that you took? You kind of walked us through it, but what were the exact steps you took, like some resources? Can you give me some of that kind of stuff? Sure. So first, let me like frame it um, in kind of a classical algo trading problem. So I'm sure a lot of your followers have played with moving averages to some degree. You know, they've applied a moving average to a chart and are like, oh, we're bullish if we're above the 50 day moving average and we're bearish if we're below it. Right. Yes. Like that's that's, you know, something most traders have been exposed to. But say you don't want to make the rules yourself. You don't want to say bullish above, bearish below. That's kind of what we're trying to do with this reinforcement learning thing basically data like a moving average or a volume weighted average price and plug it in and see if the computer can generate the rules instead of you generating the rules. So that's kind of this uh, comparison 
into the more classical approach that uh, a lot of other algo traders in the crypto space use. Now, for specifically how you can get into it, um, I got two major resources that uh, I would recommend everybody check out who's interested. The first um, is a GitHub repository. It's um, a project that's really active. There's a Discord channel for it. Um, it's called TensorTrade, and it's um, an open source reinforcement learning framework for trading. And, you know, there's still a lot of room for improvement. So anybody who's good with Python, please come help contribute. But uh, it's it's a really, really cool project. Um, and Adam King, he's he's really great. And he's just been putting so much time and effort into getting, you know, it's, it's free alpha at this point because not a lot of people working on it relative to, you know, what can come of it. You know, it's a completely open source project that, that'll solve some really cool problems. Um, the second resource, it's um, it's actually a research paper. Uh, and this is kind of how I got my start in this, was basically just by re-implementing this from start to finish. It was called Improving Financial Trading Decisions Using Deep Q Learning, Predicting the Number of Shares, Action Strategies, and Transfer Learning. And, um, you know, I can send you a link to that and we can put that in the show notes or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But I would definitely recommend those two resources. Perfect. Okay, so those are the two resources. Um, what am I going to need? Like, say I read through these resources. What am I going to need? What's that next step that I would need to start implementing this uh, with regards to like software, that kind of thing? Sure. So if you have, you know, a laptop, you're basically good to go. If you know how to use Git and JupyterLab like Python, you're already, you know, way ahead of the curve. If not, you're basically going to want to learn how to set up like a, a Python environment that you can work out of. There's um, a bunch of tutorials in the TensorTrade repository. There's a bunch of examples that you can work through to basically train an agent and evaluate it from start to finish. Um, the in the case of TensorTrade, it only has the the option of um, learning to basically buy and sell. You can't go long and short yet. But if anyone's interested in doing that, that's a a project to add in in the future. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. So everyone I talk to pretty much is like learn Python um, and yep. kind of get familiar with it. That's that's the biggest question I've had so far with some of the guys uh, that I've had, had had on for algo trading. People hit me up. They're like, you know, where what what language should I learn? What should what what should I learn? You know, um, and it's always just been Python from everybody that's come on. I have taken one class in college, so I am definitely not the expert there. Uh, but that's just what the general consensus has been from pretty much everybody. So appreciate the resources. Um, sorry for making you dumb it down so much. You know, this is definitely not my area of expertise. Um, but I appreciate that you've kind of dumbed it down for us. Um, let's see. I, I always like to get ask my guests this. Um, because you've kind of given us your background, you've given us your, you know, trading strategy, a little bit more on how it works. Uh, now I want to see what you're doing going forward, uh, because you're still relatively new to all this. Uh, what are you excited for in the coming 12 months? Do you have anything big in your pipeline? Yeah, so Milk and Cookies, um, which is uh, kind of this little startup I run with Sim, who's also a member of PDF. Uh, we kind of been working together with Coinpocalypse over at Alpha Algo, and we were able to port over one of uh, Sim strategies for order execution, and it's going to be available to trade um, this executions on any of the algorithms on Alpha Algo. So you'll be able to pair up, say, Gainsey's, um, any of Gainsey's indicators on there with uh, 
this order execution strategy, which basically will allow you to avoid paying fees by entering at market across a, a slew of levels. So you're not just, you know, sitting right on the top of book and you're not market buying in, you know, all at once on the signals. So, you know, there's a bunch of pluses to this. There's obviously, you know, a handful of negatives, you know, a toxic fill, toxic fill theory and whatnot. But overall, you know, I'm really excited to see how that plays out. And Coinpocalypse has been really hard at work getting this set up. And um, I believe he just went live recently with like a demo. So I recommend anyone who's on there, check that out. And um, we do plan to try to get some, uh, some of our strategies that we're running in-house on uh, Alpha Algo. That would be, you know, really exciting. Yeah, it's like all of you guys coming together to work on some fucking crazy shit. Um, when do you have any kind of timeline on when that will be out? Just for my audience, so that they can kind of be on the lookout. I know you said the demo. There's a live demo, uh, but you know when it'll be fully live, they can actually pay for it and use it. Well, as of now, I'm pretty sure you can use it on any of the strategies. Okay. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last for, but I know that's the case right now is that it's it's open for anyone to try out who's interested. There we go. And in terms of uh, the directional strategies that we're working on and you know letting your users bet on our reinforcement learning algorithms essentially, hopefully Christmas, you know that's that's getting close and you know I I don't want to give any hard data. So potentially end of this year if not you know hopefully in the very near future um yep. perfect okay so you've got where you're headed what your plan is for the next at least couple months uh, you've already given us some resources uh but give us i always like to ask this as well you know can you give us your biggest tip for anyone who's interested in reinforcement learning uh you already did have those resources which are great tips but um, if you've got any like general tips on people, like when you, when you started to learn this, what were some things that you struggled with that maybe others might be struggling with as well? Sure. So when I first got into it, I kind of wanted like a one size fits all solution that solves all my problems for me. And, you know, I guess that's natural, but kind of go through it. You realize that you're solving a very specific problem and you kind of have to solve it your own way. So what I would recommend to anybody who's serious about giving this a go is, you know, get familiar with TensorTrade and all of that. But once you've, you know, played, really write up your own environment from scratch, like learn learn how to do everything as bare bones as possible, um, you know, with as little reuse, reuse of other people's code as possible. Just really basically try to understand from start to finish what's going on. And then from there, you'll be able to, you know, experiment a little bit more and brainstorm ideas and try to solve some of the more niche problems that come up in the space. Um, aside from that, you know, just play around with it, like have fun, but, you know, don't, don't get caught up on anything. And, you know, if something's not working, just, you know, feel comfortable abandoning it and moving it on to trying something else. There we go. Perfect. I really appreciate that just because I feel like you're the perfect example of someone who has probably didn't have too much background on this you said you're a bio major you've only been trading cryptocurrencies for two or three years now uh so you pretty much had to learn all this you know as you started trading correct well i have a little bit of um programming experience i kind of got my start in like you know early early middle school late elementary so i've I, you know have some programming experience under my belt i took a handful of uh college courses when i was in high school um, at the community college 
to, you know, hone some of this and, you know, did the whole AP comp sci and all that fun stuff when I was in high school. So, you know, some, some form of a computer science there we back, go. kind of, sort of, but nothing, you know, too formal. Yeah. Mostly just okay. self-taught. Yeah, there we go. I mean, and like, yes, uh, a bit of a comp sci background, but nothing that was applied to the kind of trading arena. Uh, so that's where you, that's where you were able to bridge that gap and have pretty much done all of that on your own, I'm guessing. Learn the trading side of things as I went and then, you know, try to kind of combine from the computer science perspective and, you know, using some of the neuroscience concepts and whatnot as they come up whenever they can. There it's always go. nice to, you know, have these cross disciplinary commend to anybody who, is interested in like college if any of your younger listeners definitely try to go for you know either like a double major or maybe like a major or minor or something where you can can learn you know not just one skill but two skills that you'll be able to put together it'll uh it'll really help your earning potential down the line i promise there we go uh coming from someone who's gone through it as we speak um let me see i'm just trying to think if i have any other questions you know i'm sorry i can't really go into the kind of reinforcement learning how you can apply it i it's just not my skill set um no i understand that i mean the big thing with reinforcement learning is it's just another one of you know these machine learning techniques it you know it's not some magic bullet it has you know it has many many flaws and you know some people would argue it doesn't even work which is not the case yeah they have to argue that you have to be you know you there's an argument that it doesn't work if you don't set up the problem properly, which of course makes sense, but you can set these problems up properly. So, so I, I would say it does work. I mean, yeah, if, if, uh, if you're seeing success with it, it's hard to argue that it doesn't work. Um, exactly. and it, it, it might be easier to argue that the people that say it doesn't work haven't been able to make it work. Um, so I, I really appreciate you taking the time again. I want to apologize for not being able to kind of get into it. Um, I, I know for, I guess for the more experienced people um, who are big on machine learning and big on using it to trade, uh, is there anything that I have missed or that I haven't asked you that you can provide for them, like some kind of help or information for them that I'm just like too low IQ to be even asking? No, I mean you. You covered all of like the the things about it that I would would have wanted to share. There's there's really no magic bullet. Otherwise, you know, I'd be handing it out uh, or keeping it to yourself and or, uh, yeah, you know, telling everyone else that you've got the magic bullet, but you're not going to share it. And um, but okay, yeah, I just wanted to double check because again, this is I, I did an interview uh, with Tweaker Tease a while back on AI and. Uh, it was just, it's so far over my head, you know, it's so far uh, out of my league that I feel like I'm not asking the right questions in a sense. Uh, but if you think that you've shared everything that you think will help my audience in any way, even if they are more experienced, uh, then I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you again for taking the time. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess one thing that I, I could add to is that, um, the difference between reinforcement learning and these other machine learning techniques is that machine learning is based or reinforcement learning is like a subset of machine learning. And it's the subset where it's doing something called unsupervised learning, where it doesn't, you don't in more classical machine learning, you're pairing up, um, you're pairing up 
like an X and Y basically, and you're trying to map the two. In this case, you're you're actually just letting it play. Like you're letting it play a game and learn from the reward that the game would naturally give it. So if we, you know, structure a trading environment like a game, which I think you can wrap your head around, obviously it's not, you know, very complex yes. to, you know, visualize trading as a game. You have, you know, points and you have, uh, you know, trades as your actions. And then there you go. You can now try to approach this from this whole new perspective where you could take things like moving averages and throw them in. And instead of saying buy above, sell below, let, let it figure out what to do. There we go. Okay, that that has just cleared things up for me a lot, actually. I'm sorry it took so long for me to get. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. No, thank you. It's finally now clicking. uh, Because as I was doing my research for this episode, I was like, fuck, I do not understand any of this. You've just dumbed it down for someone like me to understand. I hope that helps my audience. Um, One last question as a follow-up to that. Uh, so you're saying it's kind of like you, you let it go and you let it run and learn. Uh, so is this just a lot of like upfront work and then you, it's very hands on, hands off after that? Or what, like, what's the process once you kind of put it together, let it run, then, then where do you go from there? Sure. So the first thing is kind of to set up this like environment that you can plug in and let it run. Mm-hmm. This stuff is basically like a data frame, which is, you know, a set of data about Bitcoin or one of these other processes I was telling you about. Yeah. And I mean, there's there's a whole slew of things that you have to do once you get this environment just working and processing data to get it to learn. Um, in machine learning, there's these things called hyperparameters, which are basically numbers you have to plug in to get things to work and you don't really know what these are going to be off the bat so there's a lot of optimization and you know trying things and um there's this point about um the reward you could pick any reward function like you could give it um like pnl but that's probably not going to be good um right off the bat so you have to use things called reward shaping where you're kind of modifying the reward you give it so that you can see like because you, you can visualize it learning, and if you see it's not learning, you can mess with the reward and stuff like that. So, yeah, the the very first part is getting this environment set up, and you know, then once you have this, then you're able to kind of do things like reward shaping and testing different data sets. And um, a lot of what we did at first was basically just training it on data that has never been exposed to Bitcoin. So, like um, some of these trending trending data sets, and just seeing how those perform when you test them on Bitcoin without. Ever actually giving the agent any Bitcoin data. So once you kind of have this set up, you can experiment a whole bunch and just try a bunch of different things and kind of see what works. Um, with that said, that is a little bit prone to overfitting because if you continuously train and then test on that same data set, even if you never saw the test set in the uh, machine learning algorithm, when, you are, uh, when you're testing over and over and then you all of a sudden see good results, um, there's kind of of a bias there if you say oh i'm going to take this one so you kind of want to focus on developing like good methodology and building out like a pipeline and continuously improves results as opposed to just randomly running into a model that seems to work on even if it is on your test data that makes a lot of sense uh so then uh, i guess another follow-up question to that is like what's your process for exploring new ideas because i like to ask this of the traders because uh, there's always new processes that are you're trying and uh, new trading strategies that you're developing. Uh, so I always like to ask, you know, like what kind of stuff are you doing to develop these new strategies? Uh, if I'm saying this correctly, this reward shaping um, that you're putting, the, the reward shaping, that's like you 
testing different rewards. Is that correct? Or am I wrong there? Yeah. So like I'll basically set up a different reward function, which is, you know, we'll take in the the last observation and the action that the, uh, the agent provides and using that um, it'll compute the reward. So like different examples of rewards might be like raw returns times the action, which basically will give you either a positive or negative reward based, you know, whether it was right or wrong, or you could do things like optimize for sharp ratio and stuff like that. So you can just play around with these and see what works and what doesn't. And you don't even need to test this on real data. You could just see if this learns on, you know, a sine curve or any of these other simulated data sets. So this way you can kind of develop without having to worry about solving Bitcoin right off the bat while still kind of feeling like you're making progress and achieving different things. There we go. Okay. So then what's your, I guess, what's your process for testing new type, new theories or, uh, you know, giving... Oh, this is a little bit over my head. Yeah, like outside of reinforcement learning too, like I, you know, I'll, I'll have different ideas and stuff. And I mean, knowing Python really, really helps a lot with this because you know you can quickly prototype something. Uh, when I first started out, I, you know, was pretty backtest um, and tried out a lot of different backtests, and that kind of quickly led me to realize that a lot of the, you know, stuff out there is bullshit. Um, you know, things like TD9 and stuff. You know, yeah, maybe part of it makes sense, but I could not consistently apply these and, you know, generate any alpha doing just that. So I kind of shied away from backtesting as of late. Whenever I run into an idea, I basically, you know, prototype it and try to test it and see if, you know, the theory holds. Um, a lot of the, the theories basically that I try to test are, you know, rooted in reality. Like I, I don't want to just, you know, say, oh, what happens if we're down three days? Will the next day be down? I, I kind of try to observe what other market participants are doing from the data available and develop strategies around there. Not that there's anything wrong with predicting um, based on kind of what we've been doing. I just have a different type of edge, I think. I want to thank you again. You've come on, you've provided a lot. I'm sure the people who have at least a little bit of experience with this will find a lot more value and understand this a lot more than I have. Um, but again, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, thank one, you for having me. Yeah, of course. One last opportunity. Is there anything else you want my audience to know uh, before we get off? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, shout out to PDF, of course. Of course. Uh, uh, have a good night, guys. That's it. All right. Perfect. Um, so for everyone listening, again, uh, I'm going to have a link to Chuba's Twitter um, and then a link to Milk and Cookies Capital. You guys have a Twitter account for that, right? Yeah, we do. Okay, perfect. And, uh, Is there anything else you'd like me to include in the description? Um, I can send links to any of the the resources, but other than that, um, you know, I'm generally around on Twitter or on Discord. So if anyone has any more specific questions or wants to reach out about uh, you know, anything I mentioned in here, I'm happy to you know discuss more about the reinforcement learning stuff perfect. or anything else they want to discuss if you know there's any more specific questions perfect man i really appreciate when my guests offer to do that because uh, again this show is just for the people listening i want to provide as much value as possible and for you to say hey my dms are open hit me with any questions you know it, it really means a lot to me and i know it means a lot to my audience so thank you again for that and thank you again yeah, for coming on man all right that wraps up another episode thanks for tuning in guys 
I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.